Welcome to Crispy Coated Robot Listens to an in-depth exploration into music's pinnacle recordings of the past. For this episode, Jim and George will discuss Journey's 1981 chart-busting album, Escape. Hey, it's Jim. And it's George. You all right, George? We are the Crispy Coated Robots. Today, we're going to talk about an album, Escape, or as Dory the Fish would say, Escape. <laughs> uh, it's the 1981 Journey album. Yes. Uh, seventh studio album. Yes, yeah, seventh, really? Seventh studio wow. album. This all is like, the way back to 1981. Yeah, because Journey was kind of a different, it was almost like, a, I want to say blues or jazz. It was a different group when uh, before Steve Perry. Yeah, yeah, they, they went through a lot of transformations. This is probably the journey that most of our listeners are familiar with. Uh, they are definitely firing on all cylinders here. Yeah, this is the one. And, uh, so do you want to know why this album is so significant? Why? Well, let me ask. Well, uh, could, well, hold on. Let me ask more dramatic. Hey, George, why is this album so significant? Well, could it be because it was Journey's only number one album? Oh, or could, could it be. be that Escape introduced the power ballad into the genre of rock? Mm. Or could it be because this album topped the American Billboard chart with four huge hits? Uh, the, answer, the answer is no. All those? No. no not, okay. No, it's because it's the first rock band album that was featured on the Atari 2600, the <laughs> Escape. Wow. Journey Escape. So You're you see this? the manual. That's right. How do you so have I'm, that? I'm just going to, well, we have our ways. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to read the back of this manual here. So you're on the road with Journey, one of the hottest rock groups. A spectacular performance has just ended. Now it's up to you to guide each Journey band member through past uh, hordes of love-crazed groupies. Those are the ones in the shape of a heart. Sneaky photographers. Those are the little light bulby things. And shifty-eyed promoters into the safety of the Journey Escape vehicle. That's Mm. the scarab. In time to make it to the next concert. Your mighty manager and royal loadies are there, roadies are there to help, but the escape is up to you. And I, this is kind of weird here. I don't. Yeah. Know, it it looks like the manager is the Kool Aid Man. <laughs> oh I mean, yeah. Seriously, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if there was a tie in there. Uh, but the intro tune is uh, an excerpt from "Don't Stop Believing," which is the first song on this album. Yes, I'm not familiar with okay. this song. And it is, you're not familiar. <laughs> I don't know how that's even humanly yeah, it's not, possible. Not possible these days. Yeah. Uh, it's the number one digital download song released in the 20th century. Yeah, it's to this day. Amazing. And then everybody knows the song. I mean, uh, my young kids know this song. I don't know how they knew the song or how they found out the song. Everybody knows Don't Stop Believing. Don't Stop Believing. And do you know the story behind it? Uh, please tell me, George. So does that mean no? That's no. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> So, Escape was the first album that had keyboardist Jonathan Cain, who replaced a longtime keyboardist, founding keyboardist, uh, Greg Rowley, whenever he left the band at the end of 1980. And um, so, Jonathan Cain, he had been in Hollywood, and he was struggling with his career, kind of lost. And he asked his father, should I come back to Chicago and just give up on all of this and just stop trying to make it in, in the music business. And his father told him, he said, stay the course. And, you know, this is going to happen. He told him, don't stop believing. And as corny and cliche as that sounds, yes, that's, yes. that's really the thing. So shortly after, Jonathan Cain, uh, he joined a group called The Babies. You remember John Wade? Yes, yes. John uh, Wade and I The Babies. I love The Babies, yeah. And uh, then in 1980, he joined 
journey in San Francisco, and this song took shape. Uh, but there's a, a few interesting points about this song structure. First of all, they only sing Don't Stop Believing four times the entire song. Oh, really? Don't stop. That, it only happens four times. Okay. Count it, folks, if you don't believe me. Okay. Uh, and there's an old songwriting expression. I know you're a songwriter. I'm a songwriter. There's an old expression that says, hurry up, don't bore us, get to the chorus. Okay. okay. Meaning that when you're writing a pop song, you should reach the chorus, the singable bit, the, the hook part of the song, the part that everybody remembers and sings. Uh, you should hit that in, in about under a minute. Okay, uh, so the average is about 45 seconds, but within 30 seconds is greater. Better yet, start off the song with the, the chorus. Like, so Journey song, Any Way You Want It, off the Departure Any album, you want starts it. with that. Yeah, yeah. So get to the chorus as fast as you can. That is a steadfast rule of pop songs. This song is bold enough to require the listener to listen to three and a half minutes of song before it gets to the chorus. Yeah. And then when it gets to the chorus, it only sings it four times. It only sings the line, don't stop believing, four times. But the stuff is so interesting they got going on leading up to that. Uh, and the lyrics are so good, too. I mean, everything, everything wrapped up going up to that. It's, it's one of those uh, slow burn, uh, great payoff songs. And for it to start the album, again, it's such a bold move to push that chorus so far back. Uh, it's, it's really very gutsy, I think. All right. Well, get out your stopwatch right now. Time it yourself <laughs> and get your counters together. See if George is right here uh -oh, uh -oh. as we play Don't Stop Believing. Hold on to that feeling. As CCR, Crispy Coated Robots, listen to Escape. The staff of Crispy Coated Robots and Circus Joe Productions deeply and sincerely regret that hosts Jim and George are too cheap and financially insolvent to fork over the necessary funds for the music licensing for this episode. Should you decide, as we have, that their lack of commitment to this cause has put a proverbial burr under your saddle and you want to hear the tunes discussed, Please visit the hyperlinks provided in the episode notes. We apologize for this neglect and wanton travesty of a presentation. But seriously, what did you expect? Now on with the show. Did you count? Was I, George I right? Was, I was right. You know, <laughs> and I've got to say that has one of the best '80s keyboard opening riffs, uh, right up there with "Jump" by Van Halen. Uh, the, when you hear that, I mean, it's funny if you put that song in a jukebox uh, at a, like a pizza joint or whatever, and you they start hearing those alternating keyboard everybody like kind of perks up and and ever it just kind of makes everybody happy yeah you and know? you know it's made it's it's mark in pop culture too uh glee used it further uh i believe to, to tease the show before it even aired right glee and also right. it was used in the end of the sopranos the final episode which was controversial yeah they go to the uh, jukebox and play oh they actually yeah i forgot don't, yeah don't stop believing and it goes to fades to black and basically we don't know what happened or the creator knows what happened so uh, or you know Anyway, figure it out yeah, yourself. Yeah, that's a whole other... That's a whole other <laughs> show. But uh, definitely is one of those songs that's really made its mark, and it's a classic staple of any kind of classic rock station. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. And they, for years, uh, the Detroit Red Wings, for their home games, uh, they, they play this song, and then they kind of turn it down uh, for the line, Born and Raised in South Detroit, so the fans can, can sing that line. Uh, what's crazy about that is there is no such places south detroit uh in michigan there you know it's east and west there's no south so yeah. but uh don't let that stop being a you know, yeah you know maybe don't stop maybe, believing maybe because of this song they will annex uh, you know south detroit yeah, they'll make yeah. a south detroit so uh the next song on the album is uh something that i've seen journey live 
now twice. And this has been the journey with Arnel Panetta, Panetta mm-hmm. who is the... Uh, the the amaz- Filipino gentleman? The amazing yeah. story, too. It's one of those things where this guy was just enamored with Steve Perry's voice and would sing these songs, and they found him and put him in the group, and he's up there jumping around. And it, like you said, uh, you close your eyes, and it sounds amazingly like It's it. kind of like Mark, Mark Wahlberg had a movie. I forget the title Rockstar? of it. Rock, is it, yeah, it's Rockstar, yeah, yeah. where he was in a uh, tribute band, and he's discovered by the band, and goes on to be the singer of the band he was tributing. Yeah, uh, that that's that guy's story. But but uh, uh, both times I've seen them play live, they've done the song "Stone in Love," which is the second song. Which you know, it's one of those uh, you'll hear on classic radio not as much, obviously, as "Don't Stop Believing." But the guitar part at the end. Oh, I love this guitar intro. It's just a great line. Yeah. And it keeps on going. It's like one of those things that keeps building. You know, even I forgot about the song. And when I saw them live at the uh, the Woodlands here in Houston a couple years ago, when they did it, I was like, oh, I didn't realize I love this song. <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite track on the album. Really? The, this one here, uh, which is saying a lot because this this is a treasure trove of, of songs here. Uh, but I'm going to invite the audience, listen with headphones if you can, because this, it's almost like this uh, Alex Lifeson from Rush, these staccato power strums on the guitar. It's going to be on the first on the left side of your headphones, and then on the right side, and then the breakdown in, in the bit in the middle where it gets really quiet and then builds, it is delightful. So here it is, Stone Stone in Love, love, as the Crispy Cutter Robots listen to Journey's Escape. Please pause the device player now to review the audio file link in the show notes, if you're into that kind of thing. We now return to Jim and George. Woo! You almost don't want to like, you want to let that fade into completely nothing. Yeah, I love that bass work from Ross Valerie, and Neil Sean just kind of deftly moves, weaves his guitar in and out of it. Very, very, very good. And seeing that song live too, you can tell that that Sean still loves playing that part. He is definitely invested, and it's not not one of these guys up there. Oh, I gotta play Stone in Love again for the audience. You know, he he loves that part. So, which is you know, or at least he was faking it. <laughs> I definitely believe he loved that part. But on now to another song that was a huge hit. Who's crying now? Yeah, and uh, Billboard magazine praises this song as one of the most appealing love songs of 1981 so it's understandable why they picked it to be the first single so got kind of these vocal riffs uh reminiscent of sam cook and at the end of the song neil sean plays this repeating guitar solo that sounds similar to santana which he was in santana like at age 17 i think um so and the thing about too the song too it's one of those things where i was just get into music, the dynamics of the song to, to break it down and just feature Steve Perry's voice, it, it, you know, is, is pretty amazing. So just sit back, enjoy. It is Who's Crying Now as the Crispy Coded Robots listen to Journey's Escape. Please pause the device player now to review the audio file link in the show notes. Welcome back. Here's Jim and George once again. Oh, that guitar solo, Jim. Yeah. yeah. It's simple, but it's just hauntingly beautiful for that, perfect for that song. Great song. I think that's probably my favorite song on the album, uh, Who's Crying Now. So we're on now to Keep On Running, which George will do by giving you the Keep On Running facts. (laughs) Keep on running, George. Uh, Well, you know, this one, 
I don't have a lot of, of facts about it. Other Keep than, on running, George. Okay, all right. So, but it, it, the harmonies sound like it's straight off of a Doobie Brothers record. I mean, really, like it keeps you running. It, it keeps you running. <laughs> no, not You're not like that. But listen to the harmonies. It it the something about it. The the structure of it is just really good. All right. Go. Keep on running from Escape Journey. Crispy Cut Robots. Listen to Escape. It's time once again to pause in order to check out the music. Here's Jim and George once again. All right. Yep. That's good. Let's talk about the album art. What do you think of of this Beatles spacecraft thing? Yeah, and it's Scarab. funny, too. Uh, when I saw Journey Live, and I keep on mentioning this, they actually have this. They landed in a Beatles spacecraft. Is well, that yeah, what you're no, they have this thing. Uh, in, in fact, when they play Stone in Love, you are riding on this thing, and it's kind of like got this kind of you're riding in this Beatles space strip and you're, you're going around and it's doing these kind of moves. It's almost like a ride. Were you taking some recreational? <laughs> no, no. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> no, but they, but they use the Beatles spacecraft as a way to kind of uh, give you a visual for stone and love. So, but what do you think? You're the artist. I think it's really interesting. Uh, I like it. You know, it's, it's a, it's escaping from that orb and shattering it and everything. And, uh, but the, you know, the scare beetle is, has been around, you know, as long as Egyptian hieroglyphs. So, uh, uh, pretty, pretty well, neat. Let's compare them to each other. After this, you had frontiers with, it was kind of a weird kind of baby, baby headed alien, weird, strange thing. Yeah. Would you either have that or a, a, a beetle? Spaceship uh, thing? you know, in the, in the video game that we talked about before, they actually get in the Beatles uh, spacecraft thing. Yeah. They're they're racing to get that to get to the next show. So, uh, well, I don't Frontiers, know. Frontiers is the better video game, though. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, it's, I mean that was the, the one in the yeah, arcades. That and, other thing was a sham. And yeah, they, and they had the, the thing the, I have is a sham. Well, the the Frontiers too. They incorporated the faces of each character. Yeah, and they also gave them in their separate games. Like I remember Steve Smith, the drummer. Would oh have, yeah. Bounce on the drums to pop stuff in the air. Yeah, and stuff so like that. you have different. The, the other one, it's the same game over and over. And like I said, check out the link if you want to see how bad this was. Uh, you're just, it's the same character, I mean, the same objective. The, you have to get Steve Perry to the ship. Then you have to get Steve Smith to the ship. And, you know, so it's, it's, but there the were separate game. games on the Frontiers video. They had these little mini games. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it was good. I spent many a quarter at golfing games in Humble, Texas playing that. So, yeah. yes, sir. So now we're on to Still They Ride. Yeah, time to slow it down, folks, uh, to where the verses are kind of almost borderline a country song, if you can believe it. Uh, Steve Perry said this was one of his favorite car songs, uh, meaning, you know, drive around and uh summer night you know cruising the the main street or whatever still you know cruising around and everything uh actually he said it it was if you've ever seen the movie american graffiti yeah where they would do that he in his mind it's the same place cruising uh in these cars okay so so let's take the cruise still they ride as we listen to journey's escape Please press pause now. Welcome back. Here's more from Jim and George. Still he rides. George is here with me. I'm yep. Jim. We're the Crispy Coated Robots. We are listening to Journey's uh, epic album. That's the Escape. end of side one, Jimbo. Side one is over. So we move over to side two, turn the record over, and we have Escape. Escape. Yep. Neil Sean, bright, crunchy guitar bits mixed with uh, singer Steve Perry. Is, is just perfect. So let's listen to Escape. 
You know the drill by now. Pause here. Listen to the track and come back. Welcome back. Here's Jim and George once again. All right, there it is. Title track from Journey's Escape called yep. Escape. You guessed it. Good job out there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this album was certified platinum nine times. Over 12 million copies sold worldwide. It's the band's, again, like I said uh, earlier in the show, at the start of the show, that it's their most successful album. That's a great thing about two releasing albums in the 80s. It was like you had to physically buy that copy. So you kind of really knew who was listening. And there was yeah. excitement about going to the store and, and getting it on, on record day or when the day it was released. And uh, you don't have that anymore. But uh, I'll stop being like, that's the way we liked it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Get off of my lawn. <laughs> the next song is Lay It Down. Lay it down. Lay it down. Just lay it down once. Any comments about lay it down, George? Let's do it. Let's just lay it down. Please pause the device player now to review the audio file link in the show notes, if you're into that kind of thing. We now return to Jim and George. All right, there's Lay It Down from yep. Escape Journey, and we move on to the next track, which is Dead or Alive, not to be confused with Bon Jovi. No, or the band Dead or Alive. <laughs> yeah. You know those guys? Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, um, buckle up for another rocker, kids. Please pause the device player now to review the audio file link in the show notes. Welcome back. Here's Jim and George once again. All right, there's Dead or Alive, not You Spin Me Around Like a Record, <laughs> or not Want It, Dead or Alive. Yep, from, it's yep. the Dead or Alive from Journey's Escape. We hope you enjoyed that. So before they were called Journey, do you have you ever heard of what they were called before? Uh, we're Taking a Journey. No. Uh, it wasn't like a shortened thing, like, no, the, it, like Homer's Journey? No, uh, I, I wish I could lie and say yeah because that that's much better than this they were the golden gate rhythm section oh wow that is bad yeah this golden gate rhythm section golden gate rhythm that sounds like a band destined to fail no yeah, they did all right <laughs> you know <laughs> then they became journey so that's and, when it really kicked off and we're moving on to the ninth cut on the album called mother father. mother father now don't be fooled by this soft intro that it's, it's going to start but then it's going to just, uh, this is the reason that so many old school metalheads listen to Journey, uh, because it's going to have one of the most aggressive guitar solos ever All right. in here. So let's do it. Mother, father, mother, father, mother, father. Sorry about that. It's time once again to pause in order to check out the music. Here's Jim and George once again. All right, we are back from Mother, Father. Yeah, back to the acoustic, ends on the acoustic. Very nice. Yes, yeah. so, um, of course, this is Crispy Coded Robots Listen to Journey's Escape. And we're on to the final track, which is probably one of the most famous tracks. And if you were in middle school at this time, you definitely danced to this one. Turn out the lights. Yes. We're going to dance. We're in it's the garage. the third single. You were right. at least uh, three feet apart with your arms completely stretched out, listening to Open Stepping Arms. Stepping on people's feet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Open Arms, I remember this, this song was... Like like you said at the beginning, George, the introduction to a power ballad. Yeah, um, it, they really didn't think that it was going to do anything. Uh, so Jonathan Kane, the keyboardist that we, we talked about before, began writing the song while he's with the babies, okay? And John Waite, the vocalist, turned it down. He said it's just sentimental, sentimental junk. Yeah, it was. Uh, which is crazy because after this song became such a big hit, one of John Waite's biggest songs, Post Babies, uh, is Missing You. I ain't missing you right. at all. So, but uh, it really pioneered the whole concept of the power ballad. And then everybody had to have one. So you had acts like Ario Speedwagon, 
who up until that point riding the storm out or uh, roll with the changes. Keep on loving you. And, and then yeah. they, you know, one lonely night, and you yeah. know, they they found this was so much more bankable. But uh, VH1 named it the uh, greatest power ballad of of all time. Yeah, I, I see that. That's definitely. And um, it just, I I have a story about this. As you know, Jim, I I play piano, and I was asked to play this at an anniversary uh, wedding uh, anniversary for for a couple one time. If you listen to the lyrics, it's it's about how they haven't been together, and they're coming back. I open, you know, open your arms, you know, to to open arms, come back, and and I always thought this is really weird. You don't listen to lyrics, do you, couple? They like the feel, you know, the feel. Of the they song. just yeah, it's a pretty song, you know. So here it is, "Open Arms Journey" from Journey Escape. This should be the last time that you have to pause this. I promise. And now, here are some final thoughts from Jim and George regarding this episode's selection. Ah. So, I mean, it took, took me back right there. Every time I hear that song, I think yeah, about middle song. school and, and dancing to that one or somewhat appearing, trying to dance uh, comfortably with uh, another student that I barely know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you remember uh, Heavy Metal, the movie Heavy Metal, the cartoon? Yeah, yeah. 1981. It, this was um, a single from that soundtrack. Oh, really? It's, it's in the movie, yeah. Which oh. is, again is, to me, it's a little weird. little out of place with the Sammy Hagar and Don Felder stuff. Yeah, that is a weird kind of soundtrack. With the, you have the, yeah. yeah, you said you have Sammy Hagar and then that heavy metal song by Don Felder, and then you have Open Arms. Yeah, I can you, see like Stone in Love possible. Nope, <laughs> Open Arms. Jeez. All right. Well, uh, that that wraps it up, George. Any uh, final comments about Journey Escape? No, it's a solid album through and through. They were definitely. Uh, on the mark all the way. Uh, I don't think there's any fluff on this album. There's no moments that it's like, oh, God, you know. And there was no letdown after this. As we know, Frontiers gave us Faithfully and Separate Ways, and then did the Raised on Radio with, you know. Send Her My Love. That's one of my favorites yeah, from that Girl album. Girl Can't Help yeah. It and all that stuff. So then Perry leaves, and they uh, try to come back and try to get hits, but they find out they make more money just touring with Arnel Panetta yeah. and making money. Yeah. And then you might see them. We saw them the first time. It was Journey, Loverboy, and Pat Benatar. Oh, wow. And the second time, it was Journey and Def Leppard. So uh, interesting. So 80s acts. Yeah, they yeah. get together. But they still, you know, it's that old school and really knows how to perform. So I suggest if they come to your town, go see Journey. So that's just. Don't play the Atari game. But go see the band. Yes, and if you can find the Frontiers stand-up game. That's on, a good game. Play e- that game. On eBay. Go ahead and yeah. go for it. Yeah. So, But uh, that wraps it up. Thank you guys for listening. We do have a website. You want to find out more about the Crispy Coated Robots? It is crispycoatedrobots.com. Email us at crispycoatedrobots at gmail.com and give us suggestions for albums if we haven't done your favorite album yet. That's right. So, folks, until next week, be kind, be well. Find a way to invest yourself into other people. This program has been a meaningless amalgamation of crispy coated robots under the direction of Circus Joe Productions. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Copies of this broadcast transcript are not available because you should have been paying more attention to the show while it was playing. You only have yourself to blame for that. Email Jim and George at crispycoatedrobots at gmail.com to inform them of what they got wrong and all the parts that you liked in the event that such a thing like that occurred. And finally, be sure to check out Crispy Coated Robots on their free weekly podcast available every Tuesday at crispycoatedrobots.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. The future is counting on it.